Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Supercoach 2022, it's a long way away, no doubt about it, but we thought we'd take a dive into a couple of guys that I think are going to be really interesting heading into next season. Most of these will be draft relevant, but there will be some classic info to take out of this as well. The guy we're going to talk about today, I don't think he's going to be overly relevant in classic. I think he could be a bit of a trap in draft though, which is unfortunate because I love this guy. I love the way he goes about his footy. I love the way he handles himself off the field as well. We've spoken about him a lot this year, Sean Johnson. Now, if you go and have a listen to the Ice Project. Isaac John had Sean Johnson on his podcast. He dropped it late last night. Sensational chat. Talks about how he was literally about to sign with the Canterbury Bulldogs. He even spoke to Matty Burton after a game with the Penrith Panthers about joining them and them being the halves next year and all this sort of stuff. A really good chat. Great insight into SJ growing up as well. Obviously a guy that he was a little bit smaller than everyone else. He was told that he wouldn't make it. Uh, Benji Marshall was an inspiration. He talks about touch football. A lot that really goes into this and the growth of Sean Johnson. Now, obviously, he came through at the Warriors, uh, burst onto the scene in 2011, played in that grand final, did unbelievable things. Uh, there's a moment in that, in that final series where he turns, I forget who it is, he turns someone under and he completely throws Cooper Cronk off tilt. It's the first time probably in Cooper Cronk's career that he's been just completely out of control in a moment. Uh, He then throws a sort of around-the-corner pass to Lewis Brown, who scores that try. Unbelievable stuff. Lost to the Manly Seagulls in the grand final. But a really good chat there on the Ice Project. Go and check out Isaac John's podcast. Great chat with SJ. Now, obviously, burst on the scene for the Warriors, went to the Cronulla Sharks. At the time, I thought it was the perfect thing for Sean Johnson and for the New Zealand Warriors. He is now returning to the New Zealand Warriors, which is very exciting. I know when this announcement came out during this season, I got super, super, super g Yeah, to see him and Reese Walsh linking up together, just so exciting. This is what the New Zealand Warriors are about. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, with all the hype... 
I think it takes us back to thinking about SJ when he was playing for the Warriors, bouncing around, stepping, flicking, Auckland nines. I mean, you name it, SJ could do it back then. Uh, his Supercoach scores reflected that as well. If you got SJ on a good day and he was your skipper, it was just about done. Yeah, he was a week-in, week-out captain. Depending on the matchup, draft competitions, he was a very high pick as well. Tend to be a top 10 guy just about every season when he was at the Warriors. It wouldn't be consistent, but you could generally rely on him him to do pretty well, especially when he was at the Warriors. He was about a 65 to 70 point player, which I mean, now is, you know, that that's not as impressive as it was back then, but to be a 70 point player in 2017, that was one hell of a knock. So, SJ... Previously was a very exciting super coach player. Still is. You look at the last few seasons at the Cronulla Sharks. 2019 averaged 63. Uh, 2020 averaged 68. Last year only averaged 53, unfortunately. But he only got to play 10 games. It should be noticed with Sean Johnson that, granted, uh, he is 31 now. He's a little bit older. But even over the last few seasons, I mean, he hasn't played more than... An- 18 games in five years of footy, um, you know, and from a super coach point of view, that sort of stuff matters, especially if he's going to be your main guy in a draft competition. I had someone message me during the year, and I remember this happening. They said, wow, SJ going to the Warriors, is he a top 15 draft pick? And I straight away just thought back to SJ at the Warriors, the highlights, the flicks, the steps, the tackle breaks, and thought, yeah, he probably is. But sitting down now and going through the numbers, reflecting on that, Realistically, I'm not sure if he is. And there's a couple of things that go into that. Uh, when you have a look at his scores this year, he averaged 53. Uh, not bad for a halfback, 5'8", dual position. Uh, by Sean Johnson's standards, though, a little bit disappointing. There were a couple of injury-affected games, obviously. Uh, his first game of the season, you've got to remember he missed the first six weeks. His first game of the season against the Canterbury Bulldogs, he only played 62 minutes there, scored a 27. Um, not like he played 10 minutes, though. He still played 62 minutes. So, I mean, even if you would have given him 80 minutes, uh, and let's say lays a try on at the end, he still scores about 50 with the try assist. So, a little bit disappointing there. Was limited minutes. Uh, his last game of the season, once again against the Bulldogs, limited again. Only played 34 minutes, uh, but came up with 50 points in creative stats to get a 61 there. So, as much as he did have a few injury-affected games, to get a 27 and a 61, um, that averages out to about 45, a little bit under his average, but really not too far off. So I don't think there's much to take out of those injury-affected games. I think the numbers are what the numbers are, realistically. SJ, 53 average, played 10 games. Uh, it should be noted, of those 10 games, three were against the Melbourne Storm, the Penrith Panthers, and the Penrith Panthers again. So two games against Penrith, one game against Melbourne, who traditionally, well, this year, have been the two best defensive sides by quite a stretch. Uh, It should be noticed that in those three games, uh, SJ actually averaged 55 points, which was more than his season average and more than what he averaged against bottom eight teams, which is really interesting. Against the bottom eight teams, he only averaged 51 so those three games against the Storm and the and the Panthers, he averaged 55. So he actually averaged more against the top teams, which is really interesting. Now, look, when I have a look into next season and when I have a listen to that podcast with Isaac John from last night, uh, you can see that SJ, he's obviously a very different footballer to when he left the New Zealand Warriors, as he should be. He's grown a lot. I think he's a better footballer than when he left. Is he a better super coach player, though? I don't think he is personally. I think SJ will be a little bit of a trap. If everyone in your competition is aware of SJ and he slips a couple of rounds, 
then yeah, maybe take him. Uh, but I think there's a couple of things you need to consider. One, he's 31. Two, he's coming off two big injuries. Three, he hasn't played more than 20 games in the last five years. So just some things to consider with SJ. Is he going to goal kick at the New Zealand Warriors? I'm not sure if he is. Reese Walsh was the goal kicker last year. Sean Johnson with a heap of experience. He's also got groin injuries, a heap of stuff going on there. Do they maybe just give the tee to Reese Walsh, who was striking them reasonably well. Uh, I mean, even on his day, Sean Johnson, I don't think he's a premier goal kicker in our competition. But I think there's a really good chance that even if Sean Johnson gets the kicking, a heaps good chance that he could lose it during the year realistically with injuries or, you know, if he starts missing or whatever. Wouldn't shock me if Reese Walsh is the goal kicker by the end of the season. So something to just take into consideration. But bottom line, you might not see Sean Johnson goal kick at all this year. It might just go straight to Reese Wallace, which would really hurt his scoring, especially in this Warriors team. Now, speaking of Reese Walsh, he's the fullback now. He's the fast feet. He's the electric one. And Sean Johnson even talks about this in that podcast last night on the Ice Project. He does mention that, you know, you've got a guy like Reese Walsh. He's the guy that can crank people. He can break ankles. He can be this elusive, highlight reel sort of guy. And Sean Johnson speaks about how excited he is to play with that guy once again. And I think that sort of shows that SJ, he doesn't see himself as that sort of fella. He also says during this podcast that sometimes he looks up and he can see the space. He can see the gaps. He can see that when... He was six years younger. He would go crank off the left, crank off the right, beat those two defenders, make them look silly, get them spinning, and then score. But he can still see it, but he knows that his body isn't capable of doing those sort of things anymore, which is just the reality of rugby league. If you could combine a 31-year-old's mind and football experience with the ability SJ had when he was 24, 25, good God, it could be anything. But it's the reality of rugby league. And for me, that does hurt his super coach score. The fact that he's got Reese Walsh out the back, I think a lot of what SJ will be doing this year will be about forcing repeat sets, building pressure, kicking to the right spots, and just creating space for Reese Walsh. It is a fullbacks game right now. For the last 40-odd years, it's been a halfbacks game. The last three years, it's transitioned into a fullbacks game, and you will see Sean Johnson probably come up with less big attacking stats to lay on points for his fullback, Reese Walsh, to create opportunities for Reese Walsh. He's a guy that plays both sides of the ruck. I think you'll see SJ take a more controlling role Who's going to play 5-8? We're not really sure yet. Chanel Harris-Tavita, Cody Nicarima. You've had Sean O'Sullivan that's left. So Chanel Harris-Tavita, Cody Nicarima, probably one of these guys. I think it will be Chanel Harris-Tavita. I know that was the original plan. He's now reportedly going to be on the open market. So we're not sure who's going to play 6. But regardless of whether it's Chanel Harris-Tavita or Cody Nicarima, I think that both of those guys aren't going to be able to play the controlling experience role, which is where I think SJ will really step up, which means he'll probably be closer to the ruck, which means that he won't be getting as many attacking stats out the back of their block plays and whatnot. He's he's going to be a bit like Adam Reynolds. He's going to have a hand in every single try, but he's probably not going to get rewarded for it as far as super coach points goes. I think that will be Reese Walsh. He'll be collecting the vast majority of those. And probably the 5'8", whoever it is in Cody Nicarima or Chanel Harris-Tavita, all three of those guys, depending on who lands at 5'8", and Reese Walsh, I think those guys are in for big seasons as far as Supercoach goes, off the back of SJ arriving. But I don't think that SJ will get that big boost in points. Uh, now, you have a look through this year. A couple of big scores, uh, 79, 71, 75 against Broncos, Penrith, Gold Coast. Uh, but hasn't gone above 80, which is a little bit of a worry for me in the modern game, how quick and fast it is. Even when he played consecutive weeks when he was uninjured, I 
I mean, still showed up against the Broncos, 75, against the Warriors, 50, against the Raiders, 17. So I, I don't think you can rely on SJ to be your captain week to week. You might get the occasional 80, 90 out of him. He probably will ton up at some point, the way that the Warriors play and how expansive they can get at times. But I don't think it'll be a consistent thing. I wouldn't be surprised if SJ lands at around the 55 average mark, if he loses his goal kicking, it could even drop back to about 50 realistically. I don't think he's the guy as far as super coach goes that he was a few years ago. I don't think you could possibly consider Sean Johnson in the first round. If someone in your competition does, let them go. It's all theirs, but I think you've got to look at this realistically. And that's with all due respect to Sean Johnson. He's 31 years old. He's coming off an injury-plagued season. He's had injuries the last five years, realistically. He's only getting older. He's got a superstar fullback out the back that he's already mentioned in a podcast that he will be looking to create space for and how excited he is to play with that guy. He's also the experienced guy now. Yeah, he is looking to build pressure, kick to corners. He doesn't need to have a highlights reel anymore. He's not that guy. You look at the injuries that he has had. It's been a groin. It's been an Achilles. That really does work against Sean Johnson. And the skill set that he has that was providing big super coach scores. For me, I think Sean Johnson will be a little bit of a trap. I don't think many people will fall for the Sean Johnson trap, but someone in your competition will. Someone will get a late draft pick. They will get desperate. They'll see that he's dual position. They'll know that he goal kicked previously. They'll know that he used to be a superstar. They'll know that he's going to the Warriors where he'll throw the ball around. He'll step around. He'll be crazy. He'll flick pass. He'll do this, that, and the other. I just don't think it will be the reality. For me, I will be leaving Sean Johnson on the draft board this year. Classic, I assume he's not going to be very cheap. Still with a 53-point average. Uh, I think he's going to be a non-eventing classic. I don't think I'm uh, reinventing the wheel there to anyone. But let someone else make this mistake in draft. If he is there very late, if everyone is aware that he is a trap and he stays late, if he maybe gets to round five, six, depending on how deep your league is, it's obviously hard. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Round five and six in a uh, 14-man comp is very different to round five and six in an eight-man comp. So if you can get him a little bit late for a little bit of value, he is dual position. I assume he will be next year. He played six and seven this year, so I assume he will still be dual position. I mean, if something happens to Reese Walsh, all the, an injury, suspension, whatever it might be, all of a sudden you have got a goal-kicking halfback slash five-eight in the New Zealand Warriors team. Even if you give him the if you guaranteed me he would have the goal kicking, I still wouldn't pick him in the first two rounds realistically. It does help his cause, but I think he will be a little bit of a trap this year, Sean Johnson. So just be aware of it. Let someone else make this mistake. But if the value is there and he, he stays there for long enough on the board, someone you definitely should consider. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.